0: you're listening to the frugal spender podcast where we have conversations about the one thing you've always been told not to talk about personal finance And welcome back to the Frugal Spender podcast. In today's episode I'm going to walk you through what was by far the most influential plan for my finances and that is the Dave Ramsey's baby steps. Now if you don't know who Dave Ramsey is then it's definitely worth a YouTube or internet search but he's an American personal finance personality, he's a radio show host, an author and a businessman. He talks quite a lot about becoming a millionaire in his 20s from selling real estate then losing it all because he was leveraged up to the max and the bank essentially wanted their money back and he went bankrupt. He then set out to do it all again but the second time he wanted to do it right. This is when he came up with what's known as the baby steps. It's a seven-step plan that uses common sense and sound financial advice that he believes applies to absolutely everybody. It is a systematic approach that you can use regardless of what financial situation you're in And once you take off one baby step, you move on to the next. His book was The Total Money Makeover that was published in 2003, which has sold over more than 5 million copies and has helped countless people get themselves out of debt. He hosts a daily talk show now that's streamed on YouTube. It's definitely worth a listen. But that's definitely helped millions of Americans with their financial and life questions. But also definitely places like the UK and elsewhere, The information that he gives out is definitely very Americanized, obviously, because he's in America, but the principles work everywhere. He is an evangelical Christian and often quotes money principles from the Bible and how they apply to everybody universally. Now, I'm not religious, but a lot of the principles that are within the Bible do seem to correlate with sound money advice. The fact that the system applies to pretty much everybody, the popularity of the baby steps soared. And now Dave Ramsey is one of the most trusted sources of financial advice, not just in America, but worldwide. The thing about him is that he does polarise the financial advice and personal finance industry as he doesn't advise to deviate from his plan. He states that the plan is devised so that pretty much anybody can become a millionaire by following the steps. He says that it's actually the quickest way to safely build wealth for the future. He focuses very heavily on helping people become debt free however this isn't just what the plan is for. Now on a personal note I tend to agree with Dave Ramsey's approach for the majority of it. Truthfully without it I don't actually think I'd be debt free or so passionate about personal finance and I certainly wouldn't be here talking to you now on this podcast. He despises debt and his philosophy is that the average person really can go through life without borrowing money and then becoming wealthy as a result. But this does not include a mortgage because who can afford a house outright? So in this episode, I wanted to walk through the steps and explain how you can apply them to your life if you live in the UK. And truthfully, even if you don't live in the UK, you can just adjust them accordingly to where you live. But before we get going, I want you to bear in mind that I did the first three steps myself and are in the process of completing the final steps for myself and my family. The important thing here to remember is that the steps need to be done in order. They are purposely split up into smaller steps, hence baby steps, to allow you to focus all of your energy into one step at a time. That laser focus is what allows you to work your way through the process, rather than scattergunning and just trying to do too many things at once. The first three steps should be done with what Dave Ramsey calls gazelle intensity, using the analogy of running for your life like a gazelle when a cheetah is chasing you. And then the last three steps should all be done alongside each other, and you can sort of take your foot off the pedal and slow down and just be a bit more intentional. Okay, so let's take a look at the baby steps. So baby step one is a starter emergency fund of £1,000. Now, this in itself can feel like a mammoth task for somebody who's always struggled to save money. This, for a lot of people, may be the first time they've ever worked towards a savings target and it can feel daunting. £1,000 is high enough to cover a small emergency, but low enough to keep you worried and attack Baby Step 2 as quickly as possible. And this is done intentionally to make sure that you stay focused. A good way to build this emergency fund up quickly is to sell unwanted stuff around your house, from eBay to Facebook Marketplace or Pick up some overtime at work just do whatever you can and he says that this often takes between one to two months to do for the average person now this may be the first time in your life that you need to write a budget now you need to remember that a budget is just telling your money where to go rather than wondering where it went it's about being intentional budgeting is a skill that you're going to need to learn to be successful with money and sadly there is just no escaping that fact you're going to soon realize, though, once you've done it for a couple of months, is that budgeting is not restrictive like most people think. It actually allows you to spend money on the things you want because you've got the necessities covered and you know exactly where everything is going. This is just something that most people don't do. You really will be surprised at how quickly you can build this money up if you are intentional. If you're lucky enough to have some money set aside and savings already, then still stick to the steps in order, just move on to the next one. As for where to put your money, I would recommend sticking it in a separate account so the temptation isn't there to spend it. Out of sight, out of mind. So I use Starling Bank to utilise its spaces function and that allows you to separate your money within one account into multiple areas. It's a great way to have it all in one account but not visible. Ideally you're going to want to find a bank account with a high interest rate but the fact is this money is not an investment. Stop thinking of it like that. This isn't money that you are trying to grow. It is insurance money. But hey, if we get a bit of interest on top of it, then that's a nice little bonus. And that's it for baby step one. It's as simple as that. This shouldn't take you too long to do. Even if you are on a low income, there's definitely ways that you can make that money quickly. Okay, so baby step two is the big one. This is pay off all debt other than a mortgage using what Dave Ramsey calls the debt snowball. Now, Dave Ramsey's famous method of debt repayment, the debt snowball, um, is to math nerds a very controversial thing to say the least. It goes against all the logical methods of paying off the highest interest rate debt first, which is what you think is the quickest way to do it. Instead, Dave recommends listing your debts from smallest to largest and throwing as much as you can at that top debt whilst paying minimum payments on the rest. Once that top debt is paid off, you take the payments that you were paying on that and put it towards the next debt, working your way to the end, accumulating over time, hence the snowball. And you repeat this until everything is gone. Now this method of debt repayment taps into your emotions and takes advantage of the human psychology more than anything else. As you're going to be motivated by all the small wins, you're going to get them quicker than you would do with other methods. And by seeing progress being made, it multiplies your motivation to become debt free. For me, the thought of taking ownership and actively overpaying my debt was very attractive. And I can honestly say it was the best financial decision that I personally ever made. And on top of that, multiple studies have shown that the snowball method of paying off debt is the most effective because people are just more likely to stick with it which of course is the most important thing. It's a bit like a diet. The best one is the one that you will stick to. Okay, so baby step three, and that's to fully fund your emergency fund of three to six months worth of expenses. So now that you have no debts, you have money to stash away each month and build up a pot of money to protect you against a loss of income or another major unexpected expense. Now, the range of three to six months of expenses is widely accepted as best practice in America and in the UK. So what you need to do is work out what you could live on each month with the bare minimums by stripping back any luxuries and times that number by three to six, which will give you the amount that you need. And this is if, I don't know, a pandemic hits the world and you're out of a job. Now the standard advice here is to aim for three months if your job is secure and you think you could pick up work quite easily should you lose your income. And you can aim closer to six months if you have an unstable income or you're self-employed or your work is in a niche that may make it quite hard to get work quickly. Now the number of three to six months is subjective and you need to choose the amount of money that will make you feel secure should things go wrong. By having this fully funded emergency fund, Even if you need to dip into it, your investments and your savings along the side aren't going to suffer. Sure, you might pause them, but you're not going to be going backwards, and that's the most important thing. The steps after this are all going to be done at the same time. And Dave recommends taking your foot off the gas at this point, so you're not so intense, you're more intentional. You've built your financial foundations, and by paying off debt and building up an emergency fund, you have most certainly learned how to look after your money you've put the groundwork in and you have a strong foundation. Now at this point, you're going to have more flexibility and freedom to put money away for holidays or a new car, paid in cash, of course. And this is where you've earned the ability to increase your lifestyle because you're not going to dip into debt. You know, you've got that buffer. Okay, so great. At this point, you would have completed baby steps one to three. It's time to be intentional as opposed to intense. So let's move on to baby step four and that's to put away 15% of your income into a retirement fund. Now, this is 15% of your gross income, the money you earn before any taxes are paid. Now, Dave Ramsey talks about 401ks and Roth IRAs, which is just the US version of UK workplace pensions, SIPs, and ISAs. Basically, you need to max out any pension matches you get with your employer and if you're self-employed, you need to put money into a SIP, which is a self-invested personal pension. And the government will top up your money in the form of tax relief. It's important to remember that this really is free money and you need to take advantage of that. And the rest of your money should be put into tax-efficient accounts. Uh, and in our case, that would be a stocks and shares ISA. Now, before learning about personal finance, I didn't think much about retirement and why you need to put money away for you know, a future day when you retire. The 15% rule of thumb forces you into a position whereby you build up a large sum of money in comparison to what you earn without even really thinking about it. The key point here is by maxing your pension out, the money never reaches your bank account and you just learn to live without it. This is known as paying yourself first. And further, the money that you add to these ISAs to hit the 15% target should be an automatic payment as close to payday as possible. It's all about automation. Dave Ramsey recommends investing this money into mutual funds which is an American version of an index fund that is managed but our equivalent would be a low-cost index fund and all you want to do is diversify your money. Mutual fund fees are normally quite high and that's something that we want to keep low. He talks about investing your money into four different mutual funds that diversifies your portfolio and rather than going into these here the point I think you should take away is that you need to globally diversify your investments to lower risk. Okay, on to baby step five, and that is save for a child's university fund. And this is the step where most people in the UK disagree with Dave. And that's because in the UK, our student finance system works very differently to the US. So in the US, you need to take out a very large loan to pay for university if you can't pay for it in cash and you start repaying it back pretty quickly with interest just like a regular loan whereas in the UK the repayment system works more like a tax. You only start paying a small percentage of it back once you earn a certain salary which increases as you earn more. Currently you start repaying the loan at nine percent of everything earned above just over £26,000. And after 30 years, the debt is wiped away anyway. So the truth is most people don't even repay what they borrowed plus interest within that time frame. In fact, the government actually only expects 25% of graduates to repay the loan in full. So in the UK, the amount borrowed for education is almost irrelevant. It's about how much you're going to earn in the future and how much you will repay that matters. And if you're moaning about how much you were paying for student finance, it's only because your salary is too high. It could be worse. The truth is, you could still put away money for your child's future, including help with the house deposit or for a first car. It's what we do for our daughter. We invest for her within a junior stocks and shares ISA that will automatically be put into her name when she turns 18. And I think if you are doing this, it's important to instill good money values and habits before they receive that money to ensure that it doesn't just get blown away and disappear. However, if you decide to do this, At this stage of the plan, you're already planning for your own future. So you may as well do the same for your children. Okay, so baby step six is to pay off your home early. Dave cites the biggest study ever carried out with millionaires where they interviewed over 10,000 millionaires. And a common trend with most of them is that they pay their mortgages off early. On average, 11 years early, in fact. Your mortgage won't be paid off accidentally. So you're going to need to be intentional with overpaying it. To give you an example, if you have a £150,000 repayment mortgage over 25 years at an interest rate of 2.8%, which is pretty average, this would be a monthly payment of around £700. And if you just overpaid by £100 a month, you would save nearly £11,000 in interest and you'd be mortgage-free four years and three months earlier. Think about it. The biggest expense for most of us is a house purchase. Imagine the extra disposable income you'll have to both enjoy and invest if you don't have a mortgage anymore. Even more than this, imagine waking up every morning knowing that you own your house and absolutely nobody can take it away from you regardless of what happens. Nobody can repossess your house if it's yours. And I don't know about you, but that is a huge goal that I want to hit sooner rather than later. I often come across the argument that debt essentially reduces over time because of inflation. So in real terms, your debt actually decreases. So you may as well keep your mortgage for as long as possible and invest instead. But pretty much everybody who makes that argument also finances their cars and has large credit card balances. These are all just risks that I don't want to take, especially in a time like this, where so many people's financial situation are uncertain. If there's one thing we can learn from these times, it's the exact reason why you need to follow plans like Dave Ramsey's. Even if it's not his, it's something similar to it, Because regardless of the economic status or what's going on in the world or even your employment status, you know you're going to be okay. Okay, so on to baby step seven, which is build wealth and give. Now, at this point, you've paid off your house, you're saving for your future and your child's future, you're debt free and you have an emergency fund. And at this point in the plan, Dave states that you are in a position to help others. And that one of the greatest things you can do with money is to give it away and help others less fortunate than yourself. You can only do this once your finances are in order and you're in a really, really good place, which is why this step is at the end. This step for me is the one I'm genuinely looking forward to the most. I've never really been great at giving money away. And I think it's because I've always had a scarcity mindset when it comes to money. I talk about my sort of scarcity mindset with money in previous episodes and it still affects me now. I'm really trying to fight it, especially with the whole giving element. The thing is though the more financially stable I get the more I am giving away but I just want to give away a lot more and that's it. That's the Dave Ramsey's baby steps and there's one final point that I think is necessary because it's a real passion of Dave Ramsey and that's the subject of credit cards. Dave really really hates credit cards with a passion and I can understand why. It can ruin people's lives if not managed correctly and I myself got into £1,000 worth of debt using them and it almost destroyed me. The difference in the UK is that there is a piece of legislation under the Section 75 of the Consumer Credit Act that makes credit card companies jointly responsible for large purchases, meaning you can claim any lost money through this and have more protection with your purchases. This is for things like, I don't know, cars or um, flights, things like that where you want to have that little bit of extra protection. This is not a justification to spend a lot more money on credit cards, but there's certainly mixed credit cards in the UK seem a bit more useful than the US. And there you go. Hopefully, if you didn't know who Dave Ramsey was or much about the Baby Steps plan, you should now have a good understanding of them. And I would certainly recommend reading the Total Money Makeover to get a more comprehensive understanding of them. Feel free to contact me on any of my social media platforms with any questions you have on this plan and kind of what I've been doing and potentially some advice and some tips and tricks that I've used that I think would be helpful for you too please remember to leave a review of this podcast and if you think it deserves a five-star rating then go ahead and click the button it really helps the podcast get out there and reach more people don't forget to follow me on all the social medias instagram tiktok and youtube thank you very much for listening and i'll catch you next time peace